You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 117 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-hosts, Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Mike Russell, let's ride. That's crazy. Wow. Listen, I'm not I'm not doing high knees over here. You don't gotta call me that. <laughs> all right. We might have just got our title. High knees. High knees. <laughs> oh, man. Episode 117 of PI Power by Playmaker is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Also, right now, we're live at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Be sure to go over there and subscribe to our show and keep up with all of the best football coverage around. All right. What are you guys wearing tonight? Fantastic fabric. I'm back on the grid. I'm wearing a Brady jersey t shirt. So there you have it. What yeah. Paul is wearing. I mean, the audio, people who listen to us on the audio, uh, they got to know. Good point, good point. Theory's rocking the Tampa Red t-shirt. Tom Brady, number 12, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they're winning. We don't, sell, we don't sell gear of under 500 teams here. So we only sell winners. And that is P&I merchandise courtesy of IBP Pressworks. If you want some, DM us for pricing and details. Nick, it's just a joke. Don't jump through the screen. I'm not jumping um, through the screen. It's just that energy, energy will be reciprocated. <laughs> Moving later, forward. Later down the line. Because I will but, have my time. But that's okay. Right now, it's P and okay. P&I is undefeated. That's the point. Facts. All right. You anyway, we got, we got a lot to talk about. We got a game starting in 11 minutes, guys. So let's get right to it. Thursday night football. All right. Ravens. There we go. Can you hear it? Yeah, I hear it, baby. Okay, sweet. Really feels back, man. I, I missed him. All right. We all did. Four more Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this line shifted, baby. It opened at Ravens by one and a half. It is now at Bucks by two. Okay, Bucks minus two. You got Lamar versus Brady. Brady said Lamar is next last year when he retired. Okay, they finally get to play against each other. There's a lot going on here, guys. So first question I'm going to ask you is, 
given the state of both of these teams. Who needs the win more tonight? They both played very uneven to this point. Uh, this is easy. This is the Bucks. The Bucks need this win more than anybody. Uh, there's a lot of uh, doubts on Tampa Bay, especially you know after losing to uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Pickett, and the Steelers, and then coming off an embarrassing loss to Carolina. Everybody's writing them off. Uh, this is this is a game that they can reclaim their confidence, their home, um, and I think they need this. They need this more, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm in agreement on that. I don't I, look. Th I think it's kind of equal, though. In a sense, I would lean more towards the Bucks, but for me, the Ravens need it just as bad because the way the Ravens have lost is troubling, and they need to get. They need to play a full football game to, you know, the, the group as a whole needs to get confidence uh, instilled in them. You can't blow leads like they have in fourth quarters. I think they've led every game by 10 points. Yeah. And to be at their record is just, you know, it's it's kind of inexcusable. They had the big blow up on the sideline with uh, Marcus Peters and John Harbaugh. Um, so I think they both do need it, but I would lean the Bucks more because you don't want to go two games under 500. And the Bucks just lost to two really bad teams, mm -hmm. two of the bottom five teams in the NFL. So I do think that, you know, the Bucks will come out to play. Um, I think it's a great spot for them, to be honest. And I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not panicking on the Bucks yet, but I am, you know, they 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 have to win tonight. Well, here's the thing. This is the reason why I'm not really worried about the Ravens. I mean, like this game means more to the Bucks than the Ravens because the Bengals just lost Jamar Chase for four to six weeks. So even if they lose, the Bengals still have a hard schedule coming up. So my thing is is like the, the Ravens, they, they can afford another loss, and they'll be fine in division. They still have the, the Browns who stink. They still got the Steelers who stink. And the only team is the Bengals. And they just lost their best uh, receiver. And that hurts. So, I mean, luckily, yeah, too, the Bucks division stinks as well. So yeah, they're both exactly. kind of in the in a oh, similar sure, position. I know, but this is more of a confidence thing because everybody's talking about, oh, he's Tom Brady washed up. It's just father time, finally come. Like, this is the time to answer the, the questions. You know what I mean? So like, they need us more. Yeah. Nick, you don't want to see what your father said. I just put it up on the screen for you. But this is oh, what yeah. people are saying. Exactly. And and that's, He's that's not good. the only that's one. <laughs> this is what people are saying. It don't, so, it don't bother me. I watch the games. I know what's going on. I'm in agreement with both of you, though. I think the Bucks clearly need this more. Um, the Ravens, however, Mike, I love the point you made about the fourth quarter because – they were tested last week in the fourth quarter again, and they actually did claw their way through. Um, it happened to be a missed field goal, but they actually did win in a fourth quarter for once um, in a tight game, a divisional game. So the Ravens still have a lot to prove here. They have to be able to put away teams. It's great that they lead games, and it's great that they look good for roughly 45 minutes a game, but they have to show everybody that they're legit. And being legit means winning when it matters most. And that is the thing that usually we are accustomed to seeing Tom Brady do. So this is a spot right here where Tom Brady can get the public back um, in support of this team. And they absolutely need it. They need it because they need to get their swagger back. They, mm -hmm. they look like a team that True. has no confidence, no swagger. They don't even look interested at points. And that goes for all of them, not just Tom Brady. They look checked out. I want to see the team that literally was burning to win a Super Bowl the last two years. I want to see that team, and it's somewhere in there. It's just a matter of are we going to see it tonight on a short week? That's the question, guys. 
So I'm going to ask you this. Who is winning tonight? And try and give me some logic here because I'm hearing all sorts of shit publicly that doesn't really make sense. I want to hear why so-and-so will win tonight. Um, I'm going with the Bucks. Um, I'm a when I bet, I believe in desperation. I believe in human the human element and emotion. And to me, the spot that the Bucks are in, everybody's counting them out. Everybody across the board tonight is going to be picking the Ravens. And I just don't like that because that's not how that's not how it works. Everybody doesn't win. And I like to fade the public. And I was reading today that 77% of the public is on the Ravens. And again, I don't like that. The only thing that has kind of caught my eye on the flip side is that the line totally switched from the Ravens starting out as a one and a half point favorite to now being a two and a half point dog. But I mean, it's just it's the spot for the Buccaneers. And it's it's one of those games where you respond, you show what you're made of. And I mean, look, all their pieces are still there. It's not like the offense isn't clicking, but it's not like the offense is 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 uh, lacks talent. So I'm going with the Bucks all the way. I love the game tonight. It's one of my favorite picks of the week. Do you have them by the spread too? Yes. What is the right. what uh is it two is it still two and a half? Two and a half. I just checked. It's two right now. Two? Okay. Just two. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks both ways. All right. Pauls has the Bucks. Theories. What about your man tonight? Is he doing it? Look, it, it this game doesn't even make any sense, right? Like the fact that the line was from two and a half to two in the Ravens' favor in the last what hour? It just moved to two and a half, and then it moved back to two. That means because that's telling me more money is going on the Ravens because they're looking at the two and a half and they're getting baited right into the public. I'm not buying it, and it doesn't make any sense that the Bucks were even two and a half point favorites when they have inactive such as Russell Gage, uh, Cam Bray, um, their their left guard who stinks, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Shaw Murphy bunting, uh, Antoine Winfield, and they're they're missing all these players, and they're actually dressing ten rookies. That's insane. So the fact that they are two and a half point favorites tells me so much that I need to know. I'm taking the Bucks and I'm taking them outright, and I'm not even thinking twice. That's wow, serious. It, it, because the line doesn't even make any sense. Vegas is telling you, hey, I'm giving you the Ravens at two and a half. And you you get the Bucks who just lost uh, to the Steelers and the Panthers embarrassingly. And I'm giving you two and a half points. And the Ravens, come on, fam. They're, they're baiting you. Mark Andrews is playing. Uh, they got Bateman playing. Um, and, a couple, and a couple other guys are active, too, that were uh, questionable. So... It doesn't make any sense. Take the bucks. Take the bucks, bro. It doesn't make any sense. It's not. It logically does not make any sense. Take the bucks. Say it with your chest. Take the bucks. And, and again, your father disagrees. Godfather says Ravens win by seven. Bro, good. I'll bet him right now. Oh, put a salad on it. I'm. I'm about it. <laughs> there you go, Godfather. I'm gonna die. He, he reached across the table. <laughs> you got to reciprocate it, Godfall. Yeah. But here's I'm what in. I think. Okay. Listen, I can't bet the Bucks to save my life anymore because every time I expect them to come back and blow a team out or this and that, they let me down. I'm not gonna bet based on emotions simply because they should have rebounded the last two weeks, and they didn't. Two weeks in a row, they fell flat. So until I see it. I'm not just going to bet on the simple fact that they need it. They they have needed it. 
I'm going with the team that's playing better. I'm going with a team that has looked better all season. I don't know what to expect in the fourth quarter, but I can tell you this. They are the better team right now. And until proven otherwise with the Buccaneers, I'm not I'm not going to just buy right back in on them coming in here and, and beating a good team. They couldn't beat the two, the two teams they just faced that are significantly worse than this team. Who, by the way, they just figured out how to run the football again. Oh, so that that's that's how this team wins games. The Ravens are running football team by nature. Gus Edwards was a special sauce last week. I told you about the Gus bus. All right. Gus. Missed him on the waiver wire. I'm sorry. He ain't going um, nowhere this week, bro. Well, I mean, normally the Bucks run defense is phenomenal, but they got shredded two weeks in a row. I, I mean, I have no reason to to support them right now until I see it. So I hope I'm wrong. I'm going you with the Ravens. Bro. You got hooked. No. Nah. You got hooked, bro. You got the hook. Yeah. See, here's the thing about this hook we're speaking about. The line moves in the Bucks' direction four points. So that's the hook right there. They're, they want you to get back on the Bucks. is what they want. No, they and, want you to jump on the Ravens, bro. They're giving you the Ravens a two and a half. Jordan, I'm taking said, them. They're a better football team. They're playing better. This, that, and the third. They, uh, the only reason why they're four and three because they've blown all the fourth quarter leads. The Bucks just got embarrassed to, to Carolina, who literally is on a fire sale. And, and and their favorite against the Ravens, it doesn't even make any sense, bro. Like you can't even think. Like there's no, there's not even like a logical explanation I have for for that. I can't think of one, bro. Here's here's the logic I'm bringing. The Tom Bucks, Brady, okay, they have Tom Brady. That's fine, but they they've been playing bad as a team, so Bucks, I, I can't even justify it. The Bucks are a team that lack identity, and they're not going to figure out on a short week. A short week, they have to hope that they catch the Ravens here by surprise or something because. They are not going to find their identity after four days. It is truly, they're lucky they play in the division they play in. And they're not the only team, by the way. There's a lot of very strong teams coming into the gates, just like the Bucks, where they're in a point where they have to start winning these games. They have to win a game. They have to get back into it. But they are in a situation where the division is pretty weak. Um, I still expect them to pull it off right now. I, I was the most bullish on this team going into the season, so I'm not going to just say they're fucked. But I do want to see some improvement. I do want to see it. All right? Well, buckle up. You're about to see it tonight. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so because they're making me look bad right now. They're making me look bad. <clears throat> but are you guys ready to move on? Absolutely. Yeah. All right? The, the game just started now. So – Philly Phil, go ahead and give us a little transition here. The Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Philadelphia Eagles coming off the bye. The undefeated Eagles, the only undefeated team remaining in the league. The Eagles are favored by 11 points. And, I mean, can you really blame them? Honestly, the Eagles just made a huge trade. This is where we have to start. It's the obvious direction to start with this team. The Eagles have traded a fourth-round pick for Robert Quinn of the Chicago Bears, who still has two years left on his deal, non-guaranteed, 
and the man had 18 and a half sacks last year. 18 and a half. And he's been doubled more than any player in the league this year, including Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. This man has been doubled 58 times. Everyone else below him is 40 and below. This man can still rush the passer better than anybody. The Eagles make out major here. I want to hear everyone's opinion on this trade. I think it's a slam dunk, uh, especially when considering you would have given up a first-round pick for a Brian Burns, and instead you get two more years of Robert Quinn if you want, and you can move on from him next year or restructure him if you want. No harm done. I already said D-line was the apple of Howie Roseman's eye. I said it on Tuesday. He went out and he got arguably the best one out there considering cost. So, guys, what are we thinking about this deal and what do we think about the Eagles' defense after this? I like the deal. Um, I'm not, like, over the moon with it. I think it was good, especially for a fourth-round pick. And like my, the thing that bothers me is everybody keeps talking about the 18 and a half, 18 and a half sacks last year, but nobody's talking about the one sack this year. I so just like, told you why, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, I know, but he's got to learn to fight through those double teams. <clears throat> um, you know, it, it's that's true. That is true. That's true. That's the only knock on him what? this year. He's not going to get doubled he's here. Not, he's, I just feel like he's inconsistent. Like when he was with Dallas, he was trash. That's why they got rid of him. So, I mean, it's not like this guy's like a sh- – it's like I feel like we just need to tamper our expectations a little bit. Like, yeah, he is good, especially for a fourth-round pick, but you didn't get Aaron Donald. No, but they got a leader. I agree. He I like him. C, you saw Rokon Smith. He on his chest. That yeah. tells me he's a leader. So yes. that's what you want in your locker room, especially with the winning culture you have now. I love this deal for the Eagles. It's a, it's a, it's to me, it's low risk. Fourth round pick. Agreed. I mean, they don't even make the team sometimes, so it's like it's either hit or miss, <laughs> and it's true. You're getting a proven commodity for a Super Bowl run versus an unknown in the fourth round. I'm taking the commodity for the Super Bowl run. I'm playing for this year, I'm not playing for next year, yet. So. I love this deal for the Eagles. I think I, I think he's gonna he's gonna fit in fine. I think this makes the the the, uh, the rest of the defensive line uh, a little bit better um, and, and and more focused. I love I love it. I agree with you, Nick. And I see a comment by Rob um, saying that he's concerned. Maybe he has a lingering injury. Something seems a little off. Rob says, okay. But here's the thing. I don't know how many people watch this Monday night game, but. They were consistently raving about Robert Quinn being a disruptor this year despite only having one sack. This man is still an elite pass rusher right now. That's why the Eagles didn't have to give up. Uh, They had to give up a four instead of a five or a six because typically this would be a salary dump kind of situation midseason for the Bears, trying to move on from a big contract that they're tied to. Um, And the Bears had to eat money here too. The Bears ate pretty much all of it. for the rest of this year. Yeah. True, so to me, it's like the Eagles not only get the pass rusher that they wanted to replace a Derek Barnett, who's out for the year, um, and they love having a rotation, and he's not going to be doubled ever in Philadelphia. He's never going to be doubled. They have too many people on that line. Um, so for what it's worth, and they keep the salary flexibility, now they can go out and get whoever they want in addition to Robert Quinn. I, I think it's a slam dunk. I think it's a total slam dunk. I'm not worried about one sack on a bad team 
uh, when last year he did the same thing, 18 and a half. This guy has stretches where he go, he just becomes unstoppable in his career. Um, and he'll ran, he'll just go run off like three sacks a game. Um, so, and Nick made a great point about the leadership part too. I don't, I don't think that gets talked about, but we all saw, um, Roquan Smith crying mm-hmm. in his press conference, seeing his boy gone, um, learn so much from him. That's what he was saying. So I think the Eagles defense already, l- listen, most interceptions in the league through six weeks or through seven weeks, right? Lowest opposing total QBR, lowest opposing yards per dropback. And they just added Robert Quinn on top of that. And they're rumored to be interested in safety. Another one. I, I mean, they're fucking loaded. They are loaded. I agree. They I are the loaded. Yep. Leadership so, is everything, especially for a Super Bowl run. It is. And we've seen it the last couple teams, teams that won. 2017. Leadership. Chiefs. Chiefs. Leadership. Leadership. I mean, hell, we just saw last year. The Rams. Leadership. Von Miller. Leadership. Like, you need that. It's a great move. That was the the pickup of the... That's not not being talked about. Everybody's talking about the 18 and a half sacks from last year. That's great. But when you're you're well-respected in the locker room, that's everything, bro. If you could lead a group of men, that's everything, bro. That's why that's why the whole team loves Jalen Hurts. That's why the whole team loves Jalen Hurts. That's why teams love Dak Prescott. Correct. That's exactly that's why. Correct. That is true. So, guys, not only this, but the Eagles, like I said, they're interested in a safety. Um, but also, we're hearing some rumblings. I have to mention this. Um, CMC, apparently the Eagles made an offer of a mid-round pick for CMC. And now... We, we've heard their name come up in wide receiver conversations, running back. A big rumor came out today, and there's legs to it. The Philadelphia Eagles are interested in acquiring Alvin Kamara from the Saints. And the reason why I don't think – you guys can tell me what you think, but I don't think this is smoke. The Eagles wanted to draft this guy, and they they simply didn't – get him in the draft. They wanted to draft him a few years back in the third round, and the Saints took him a little earlier than the Eagles would have preferred. This is a guy that they already wanted, so I actually – I'm totally buying this rumor. I just don't know if they're going to move on from him, given that they're they're only a game out of first place. They don't necessarily have to move on from Kamara. My thing is, is like, Kamara's obviously a great player, but, like, what do you do – I mean, what happens to Miles Sanders – I mean, Alvin Kamara, it, it, how do you bring Alvin Kamara here and get him five or six touches? Like, he needs the ball. So, like, I mean, if it's, even if it's 10 touches, I don't, want, I don't want Alvin Kamara's touches to go away to Miles Sanders. And I don't think any other, I don't think any other rational human being would want that. So, but it's, so it's like it's difficult because at that point, there's only one ball and you have a lot of mouths to feed. But, I mean, look, it's Alvin Kamara. It would be great if the Eagles picked him up. I mean, you have to worry about his legal issues because they're saying that he could be suspended next year in 2023. That's but what your like, brother just said, literally. It's a bad move. Yeah. It's a bad move. But I just, like, I don't, my, I don't, I wouldn't screw with the chemistry right now. I, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't, it's, I think it's, it's, a bad it's high risk, high reward. It's a bad move. You, you do not want to bring somebody who has legal action on the resume right now, pending, by the way, into your locker room. You don't want that distraction. It's not worth it. He's going to be more trouble than he's worth. He's already had injury issues this year. Yep. It's like, all right, what what does it take to acquire him? Do I have to give up a high pick for him? Probably got to give up a second. I'm good. 
I'm good on that. If Miles Sanders is the guy that everybody's been saying, then why the hell would you go get a running back like Alvin Kamara? Correct. It doesn't even make any sense. So either A, people are capping about uh, Sanders, or B, he stinks. The Eagles don't believe in him. The Eagles ain't bringing him back. That's what that tells me. If they're interested in a running back, he's not coming back. That's what it tells me. Yeah. It the doesn't make is, sense. Why would, you, why would you spend a draft pick to go get a running back if you're going to keep Miles Sanders? <laughs> it yeah. make sense. You make some sense there with that point, and it's a valid point. I, I do honestly think that it's just the Eagles pushing all the chips on the table, and we already know that they would like to pair somebody with Miles Sanders, and ideally with Kamara being a little bit more injury prone lately. I do think that they want to pair him up and give both of them 15 touches, and that is realistic. It, it, maybe this player perhaps is not the one that fans would ideally want because of the legal issues. So I get that. I definitely understand that from a football perspective. I think it's a seamless transition. I think that uh, he's a perfect fit. Um, and I think that the Eagles believe in their locker room enough that they would consider that kind of a move. And I see people mentioning Kareem hunt too. And I mean, look, it's the same situation, arguably worse there. Kareem hunt has also been in legal troubles and he also, I mean, he was he was verbal about wanting to leave the Browns. Do I want a guy that's going to be a bad seed? Like, at least Kamara's been quiet this whole year, if there is a comparison in terms of the, the personalities. That's the only thing I'll say. I mean, football-wise, both of these guys are fits. I mean, it's just insane if the Eagles if the Eagles could have a running back rotation like that. I, I, don't, I don't see how they're going to lose another game. Well, Kareem Hunt wants to be – he wants to be RB1. That's the reason why he wants to get traded. Is the RB yeah, on the Eagles? I think He's both of those guys would be 1A. Kareem Hunt is better than Miles Sanders. Yes. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree. Oh, all right. I thought you were something. I was what like, I'm saying is. Bolson Scott's better than Miles Sanders. But what I'm Stop. Saying is, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> long over with. I had to throw that in there. You stop cap, it. Though. It's not cap. No, I had not. to throw it in there. It's though. not. You stop it. All right. <laughs> it's not cap. Anyway. Um. But yeah, no, I, I just it, to me it doesn't make any sense. I mean, what is what is Miles Sanders not doing? I think he's been fine. I just think they want to have a legitimate rotation, given that he has injury history, and they want to have two backs. You just drafted Gainwell. What are you going to do with him? I love Gainwell too. He's just a pass catching back to them at this point right now, which is what they've shown us through uh, seven weeks of the season, that they want to use him in that third down role, and they still could. You, want a bowl. Probably, you need a bowl. You five. need like a Mike Davis, a fucking bowling ball to come down to come them, you know, come down in, in between the tackles. That's that's who you want. You want somebody who's going to get you the tough yardage. If Miles Sanders is the guy and, you know, and he's one of the you know top running backs in the league, doesn't make any sense to trade for a cream hunt. Just go get a, a bulldozer, a Deontay Foreman or something. Like those kind of type of players. I'm not saying he's available, but what I'm saying is a Montgomery. Kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe a David Montgomery. Well, what if? Let me give you a hypothetical That's situation. Formula. If you had to give up, Blunt is proof. If you had to give up a fourth round pick for Kamara versus a sixth rounder for Montgomery, what are you doing? Fair question, because that actually might be the value. It could it I'm could sorry, be running back, running back. A fourth for Kamara or a, a fourth six for Kamara or Hunt or a six for Montgomery. What are you doing? I mean, look, Kamara, I mean Kamara for a fourth is a steal. I'm taking Kamara. Yeah. I mean, like that might be what the value is. If he gets <laughs> look, I said right before this, I said that I thought it would take like a second. 
or a third. But to, I mean, if, if you can get Kamara at a fourth, you have to do that. You can't I think say people no. People sleep that. on Montgomery though. The thing Montgomery is, does his job. He's a solid back. He's I solid. mean, maybe it's a conditional pick, but either way, a conditional four versus a six for a significantly worse player. I'm going with an elite running back, and I'm I'm having I'm going to have the best running back room in the entire league because the Eagles know. The Eagles haven't struggled in short yardage this year with the backs that they have. I don't even think they're worried about it, even though the three of us would like to see them get a guy who's a short yardage machine. The Eagles seem like they're confident they're going to gain an inch if they need it, you know. And Jalen Hurts is unstoppable on QB sneaks, and the offensive line is – they just get insane leverage. Like, so I I do wonder, like, if they they just strictly are looking for an extra talent in the room because they can afford it. Honestly, they can afford it. And, you know, the Saints are probably looking to do a salary dump here too. A salary dump and then the legal issues like you guys are referencing. But this is, you know, this is unconfirmed. I'm just saying there's a there's a fair chance that he's not going to cost as much as people are thinking. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't think anywhere near a fourth, to be honest. I thought more more towards the front. I'd probably say a three would probably be the lowest that um, <clears throat> for Kamara. Maybe. And you know what? Then I'm still doing it for a three because the Eagles can pick up a compensatory three just through through free agency. I mean, it's it's something that they don't even need anyway. They have two first rounders and two seconds next year. I mean, yep. they're just stockpiled. It's actually insane what Howie Roseman has done. Um, give the man some credit. But guys, now to the actual game. Unless you had any did you have any other wrap up thoughts here? No. So the actual game. The Eagles are favored by 11. Uh, the Steelers are showing some life. They beat the Bucs two weeks ago. Uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN predicted an upset that the Steelers will beat the Eagles coming off the bye. So I want to hear your thoughts. Who's winning this game? And is there actually some upset potential here? No. No, I think Deontay Johnson is going to be on lockdown. I think the Eagles' corners are are good enough to compete with the uh, the Pittsburgh uh, wide receivers. I I I don't love Trubisky. He stinks. Uh, Pickett. I mean, he's he's young. He's a rookie. There's so much more uh, we have to see from him. So he's iffy uh, from when he does play. He does make plays. From, you know, from time to time. He's you know he he. He's he's that kind of quarterback, but he he's, he doesn't do it at a consistent level for for me to be scared about the Eagles. I like the Eagles at minus eleven, so I'm I'm going I'm I'm taking the Eagles outright. All right, theories, Pauls. Um, I'm taking the Eagles on the money line and the Steelers with the points. I do think there is some upset potential here. Um, just got a weird feeling. I don't. I, I just. I never underestimate the Steelers. And just to, for the Eagles to be laying 11, it's just it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I know they're coming off the bye and stuff like that, but the Steelers have, you know, they still are trying to win games. It's not bro, like they're they're, they're they're trying to lose. They're ass, bro. Be careful. No, they're ass. Be careful. Be careful. It, it does, honestly, though. I know this that. Team does, the Eagles don't strike me as a team to look ahead. Like, I, I just don't know. I mean, I from what I've seen, it seems like – We've 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 always tried to see. Okay, is this the week the Eagles are going to crack? Is this the Eagle? They haven't. They've won, bro. Yep. Like, and, and that's just because they got good coaching and good leadership in that locker room. So I, I don't see them. I don't see a, a, a letdown game here. I just don't. I think this team is a little bit different than than than. I'm still taking them to win. I'm just yeah, saying I they know. need to take them serious. I but think it's going to be closer but than the 11 upset points. potential. You could pick any game on the slate. There's upset potential. 
<laughs> anybody could say that. Anybody could think that. Like, I, I, you know, you could point to the Giants and Seahawks or, or the Patriots and the Jets. You could say, okay, uh, you know, the Patriots have upset potential against the Jets. Like, I'm just saying, you could say it about any team. So, for me, for somebody else to say that and, and, and you know, them to be, like, shocked about it, like, I, I just – to me, I, I, don't, I don't see it. The Eagles are way better than the Steelers, and this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to have to say the Eagles both ways here because, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think the momentum is going to stop. I, I think that there's, they're just going to keep rolling, and this is, a, this is a situation where they're just clearly superior. Um, I will say, though, the Steelers seem to have figured something out a little bit the last two weeks. Uh, it may not translate into winning games, but they seem to have figured it out a little bit. They've been more competitive. Um, so we'll see. Like, I, you know, I can't ever question a Mike Tomlin team, but what I can do is I can back the Eagles because they have been absolutely bulletproof so far. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's the same thing. Until proven otherwise, the Eagles show up for every game. The Eagles also need to play better in fourth quarters, though. That's another team where, you know, they kind of let the foot off the pedal. Maybe it's just because they're so damn good. That happens sometimes. You get lulled to sleep from from leading so much. It happens. So they need to take them serious. So they do need to take them serious. That is a, that is an absolute fair point. And you know, well, momentum well, going from five weeks to a game, you never know. But I'm not I'm not worried about this team. I got the Eagles both ways. But what proof do we have that the Eagles are gonna are, are gonna potentially lay down here none no i don't i I'm, I'm not saying that i'm just saying you know you you start you went to the bye week undefeated sure you you're hearing all the talk the phillies are are smoking it you know you just you you got to be careful because right now the whole city's on fire no energy well minus the sixers. other energy yeah that's just what it is. i agree it's the, contagious this, this, it is bro that's like i agree the city's buzzing i know and the eagles are undefeated coming off a bye week they get rest like I'm telling you, like I haven't seen like we like we thought they were gonna lose to the Jags or the Cardinals. Or the I did trap game, remember that bullshit? Not like, me. Like is that what they're calling this a trap game? Because in every game's a trap game when you're undefeated. Yeah, no, every I'm not. Game's a trap game. This is the first time I've questioned them. That's what I'm them. saying. It's just like, all right, give me a formidable foe or opponent, and then we could talk. But the Steelers are not it. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about the Eagles here. Win, Sam? That would be embarrassing. But I, I, I'm, I mean, come on, like, let's be real. Let's yeah, be I'm, real. Not, I'm not going to worry about the Eagles in this spot. But real quick, before we move on, I actually I have to point out a comment because Nick and I, we come from the Eagle ball boy bloodline, and we got another one here on the show tonight. Kyle, we see you, Kyle Jungo. We see you. That's our yeah, brother. What's up, man? All right. What's up, I'm Kyle? giving you a shout out because I think this is the first time I've seen you in, in a show here. That's our guy. We have to Welcome give him a aboard. shout out. But but That's also that. Welcome aboard, brother. He's the man. And to everyone else out there, before we move on, make sure you share the stream. Get some more people in here. We talk about some more comments. We are looking at them actively. I'm literally putting them up on the board. All right. So share the stream, share it everywhere. We are on pretty much everywhere. Share it, okay? We're Next them. up. You guys ready? Born. Born. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird not having the music behind us now because I guess it's so quiet. Yeah, how do you guys like that? I don't know. I thought I loved it because in the beginning I hated the music back there because like I feel like I, I couldn't hear myself think. But now that I don't have it, it's weird because like I don't. 
Yeah, well, we can ask the audience what they think about the music, too, because, I mean, most podcasts don't do it. I know. I'm good with it. No, leave it like this. I want to get used to this because I, I varies off. Okay. I want to get used to it. Yeah, with yeah. it off. I, I've been letting it play through the song once and then yeah. just turning it off. And then cool. Yeah. We're, we're, it we're honestly varies depending on what you listen to. So we're testing out all kinds of things, guys. Do always give us your feedback. We encourage it. Um, uh, music off. Hmm, interesting. Music off, they say. Either way, well, we need. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll use it on transitions um, so you know when there's a new segment. That's where we're going right now on this show tonight. So thank you, Philly Phil. We got another game to get to. I don't know what you're laughing at over there. And of course, I don't not know. Get he just looked at me and started laughing, which is regular shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did something. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But what I do know is this is a big well, game right here. This one being... The Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half at home, coming off the bye. So where to start here? The Cardinals, with DeAndre Hopkins back last Thursday night, actually looked functional for once. They dominated right out of the gate, and the offense looked as good as it had been all season. And, yes, the defense did score 14 points in this game. And I see you, Pauls. All right, I see you. Okay, I'm not fucking blind. You have to. You have to be honest. This is the most functional that they looked all season. Hey, how, how, no, I disagree that that they looked functional. They still well, scored 28 points. Yeah. I I mean they did. I mean, but look, functional isn't your quarterback having 204 passing yards and one wide receiver having 103 of them. But it was That's smooth. Functional. It was smooth. It's not sustainable. <laughs> it was smooth, he says. Well, I mean, that look, it's D-Hop. He had, he had, he had 15 off. targets for 103 yards. Like, yeah, he's he's that guy. He elevates the team, for sure. But so. that's the thing, though. Having that guy there that you can depend on Absolutely. in any situation, it's it just clear he looked more calm, looked more confident. Yo, Troy White, sh shout out from your Uber driver. Yo, my guy, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Yo, I met him in Tampa. That was awesome. He also has a sports podcast. Awesome. That's cool, man. Oh, there he is. Yep. Welcome to the up show. On the screen. Troy. Troy White, thank you for awesome, joining man. us. And, of course, also all of our regulars, we've already been talking to you on the show tonight, man, but cool, thank man. you to everybody. Showed you love. Yeah, he did, okay. man. I appreciate that, yo. That was awesome. Well, guys, I want to know first, though, are the Cardinals a threat again? Now that they, they played a pretty complete game for arguably the the very first time all year, they've, they've not been – they've been a slow-starting team. The offense has been mostly atrocious um, until they go into schoolyard ball. And the defense actually quietly has been turning it around the last couple of weeks. So are the Cardinals back to being a threat? And remember, the NFC West is wide open right now. They are only a game out. Uh, a threat, no. Formidable, yes. They have a little bit of a tough schedule. The hardest part of their schedule is definitely gone. But um, I don't like, look, the defense has played better. But we got to realize they were playing Andy Dog, and it was back-to-back -back pick sixes. So, I mean, he did shred them other than that. He threw for 360 yards. Um, so, I, I, they're definitely formidable and better with D-Hop. And to be three and four right now is definitely is really good for them because I thought that they, you know, if they were one and six, two and five, like that's where I expected them to be. And they were able to pull out, you know, the, the Raiders game and yeah. things like that. They almost pulled out the Eagles game. So they look to get it. I don't know how much I, I still can't buy into the, 
the Cliff Kingsbury offense. It's just to me, it's just Kyler has to run around and make things happen. I so, agree with you there. I agree with I, you there. Formidable, yes, they will be because Kyler's good enough where D where him and D Hop can make an offense. They will score points. But as far as a threat, I'm not there yet because I still think they have coaching issues. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm not worried about the Cardinals. I mean, look, dude, they beat the Saints by eight, and they got 14 points off Andy Dalton. So uh, congrats, by the way, on that. But I just don't see anything on this team. Their, their schedule is still pretty difficult, if, if you ask me. Uh, they play the Vikings. They play the Seahawks. They play the Rams. They play the Niners. They play the Chargers, the Patriots, uh, the Broncos. Well, um, the Bucks, they play the Falcons, and they finish out the season with the Niners. So, to me, I think their schedule is still pretty hard. Um, I just don't see playoffs in, uh, with this team. I'm not a believer. Um, I, you know, D Hop is back, which is which is great for them. He's, you know, one of the top you know receivers in the NFL. But I just, you know, as the season progresses, teams are going to play a little bit different. They're going to double team him, and then you know you got to rely on your other receivers. And has he done that? Uh, you know even without the hop. And I, I didn't see enough of that. So for me, I'm, I'm not buying in this team. I think they have a lot of holes they have to fill uh, in the off season. And then, you know, I, I, I think, you know, for, you know, what, what, and then moving forward and then moving forward. Okay. I mean, they have the talent, you know, but they need to, you know, they, they have to get better in, in other areas, but their schedule is tough. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a believer. Yeah. They're, they're an imperfect team. But they do have a lot of talent that has been underachieving. Um, the thing I will point out is with Hopkins healthy last year and since he's been a Cardinal, obviously the whole offense elevates, and that's everyone behind him too. So if he starts getting doubled, as Nick is saying, well, they just acquired Robbie Anderson, who's still a burner. He's going to take the top off of defense. You still I'm got Rondale Moore, who's he's getting healthy. He's taking the top off of and, any defense, bro. Yeah, he's Robbie taking Anderson. the top off of defense because you have to respect the speed. You have to respect it. But and also, you have to respect Kyler Murray's ability to throw the deep ball. Now, the offensive line is shaky, so it's a little bit more difficult to do that. But they are going to get Hollywood Brown back at some point this year, too. And they still have Zach Ertz, so they have skill position talent. The one thing they haven't been able to do this year that they could do last year that I referenced on Tuesday, I think it was, is they've not been able to run the football this year. And, you know, Benjamin looks good in spot duty, but James Conner's been completely unreliable and unhealthy. They need to go out and probably acquire a running back. And then things on the offensive side, you would think, okay, can they outperform their coach at this point? Can the talent overcome the coach like it did for half a season last year, enough to get into the playoffs with 11 wins? Can the talent overcome the coach Right now, to a degree, I think so. I don't know if I want to say that they're a true division threat, but I still, I already thought that they were a playoff team. So I, I want to see more, obviously. I want to see you build on this. And I think that Vance Joseph's been doing a much better job with this defense than anyone could have imagined because um, they lost a lot of pieces and they've been much better the last few weeks. And ha they had the first blueprint on Jalen Hurts all year this year. They lost the game. But they did limit the Eagles, and the Eagles look like they could be the best team in football. They've been showing signs, so I want to see, I want to see consistency from this team. Now let's build on this. That's Mike, what I want to see. 
Go ahead. One thing I do want to say, if Hollywood Brown was healthy, I would say that they would be a threat because that offense would be lethal. I mean, they would be able to score with anybody. It would just be an embarrassment of riches if he was here. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, they said week 14, I think, was the target for him to return. Yeah, consensus Which, is probably around six weeks, and I would still give him a week or two to to budget with there just because it's it's something that could have been season-ending, and he, he kind of lucked out a little bit. Yeah, um, now it might be – I don't know. It may be too late by that point. I mean, obviously, we don't know. Um, yeah, normally I don't know. You, Kind of got to account for Kyler missing a game or two. He normally gets nicked up, you know. Possibly. So possibly with the with the way that he has been getting hit and the way correct. that he's had to scramble for his life, maybe pull a hammy or something like. Yeah. It's, and you know, it is what it is at that point. This is something we're accustomed to. Um, but I have to I have to ask you guys the opposing perspective here because I think the five and one Vikings. Mike was on this team. Mike had them winning the NFC North. Kudos to him. They are five and one, but it's been a, a relatively quiet five and one so far. And they were on a bye last week, so they're not really getting talked about that much. So I want to ask you guys simply this: like, how good are are the, these Vikings here? Like, are they a legitimate team, or are they just like you know, are they a contender like their record would indicate, or are they just a playoff team? Or are they totally smoke? That's the the completely opposing side of it. I think they're I, I think they're a contender. To be honest, I think they're a good football team. The reason that nobody's buying into them is because you have a rookie head coach and you have Kirk Cousins who tends to melt down in big spots. But like I said, I mentioned this before, man. When you have when you have your leader that believes in you, it can go a long way. And I know the you know a lot of the talk is that their defense isn't playing well, but. They have 10 takeaways this year, five interceptions and five uh, fumble recoveries. It's tied for fifth in the NFL and their defense is playing clean. They, they only have six penalties for 45 yards through week seven. Great stat. So it's like when you see that those are things that that team is not accustomed to doing because they normally are on the opposite end of that where they're blowing games on mental mistakes and they're undisciplined. Like, you know, the stat turned around where now they're one of the more efficient teams that are winning the games in the final four minutes, as opposed to losing them in the final four minutes, which is all about coaching and things like that. So I like them. I mean, I don't, you have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, as you know, your, your two top playmakers. I think they're a really good team and I think they're being overly slept on. And I don't know if it's because of the bye week and nobody really, they kind of just fell back into the woods, but they, they need to be taken seriously because they can score with anybody too. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't. I don't know. I just this this team is like, like when you like on paper they're amazing, but when you watch them and you're looking at the games, you're like, damn. Like I feel like they should be blowing teams out. So like I feel like they should be beating the Lions by four points. I feel like they should they, they should have crushed the Saints and they should crush the Bears. Like I feel like these are teams they should be crushing. If you're a five and one and you're an elite team, yeah, you're winning the game, and I get that. But when you talk about elite teams elite teams body the bad teams like I, I i don't know i just i mean they beat green bay in week one green bay is what what do you consider green bay do you consider them a mid-tier team i would say right now they're yeah. a bad team i would say i would say i was gonna say a little bit below mid-tier yeah exactly so i i just don't see it with this team i mean you saw what the eagles did to them the eagles could have just mopped the floor with them but they did the eagles didn't score in the second half 
that was the game. You know what I mean? But like, other than that, the, I mean, their wins are aren't really impressive to me. Uh, they're just not. They, I don't know. It's just eye test for me. Like so, when I watched them, I'm like, they're good, but they're like, eh. So here's you know, what's here's what can be had, bro. I agree with you to a degree. But my thing is, is with them, they're not good enough to blow a team out. But with discipline and the right head coach, you can learn to win those close games, which is exactly what the Giants are doing. The Giants have talent. They just never had a coach. And now you see that. Now all those games that they typically lose, they're 6-1 and one now because they have a good head coach running it. And in those moments when you have to make the right play call and you have to lead and you have to do situational shit, Brian Dable's leading them. Kevin O'Connell's leading them. I mean... When, when you learn from Sean McDermott and Sean McVay, you absorb that. I mean, look at the look at the Dolphins with um, what's his face? I can't think of his name. Mike, whatever. So that stuff matters. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Well, look, me. right now they're a good team. Um, you know, I mean, look, they're five and one. You're not a bad team being five and one. I just have my I have my doubts. We're going to find out a lot about this team in November, late November, when they play the Bills in Buffalo. They play Dallas at home, and they play New England. We're gonna find out about the uh, about the Vikings. Next. Did you just include New England? Yes, I, cl in I included. That? In yes, oh. yes, I did. Wow. So you weren't so, saying that two weeks ago, but now they got they had a bad game. Well, I know they had Bailey Zappi two weeks ago. Now they got Matt he Jones, stinks, so they off the grid. Oh, he stinks. <laughs> he stinks. We're not gonna go there. But what I'm saying is. Yeah, New England's a tough game. There's always a tough game. Every time you go against a Bill Belichick defense, it's always gonna be tough. Justin Fields. Just just blew him wide open. Okay, I get that. <laughs> Wait, but, save the talk on the Patriots. Save it's, it. It's, save it's, one game. it's one game. I'll buy you in there. What I'm saying is, yeah, I'll, I'll get there too. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you'll you'll find out a lot about this team. Dalvin Cook is actually playing pretty well. Four point eight yards per carry. Um, if you could run again, if you could run the football and you have a start running back and you got wide receivers, you open up the field so much. Yep. And you eliminate stupid like stupid plays and stupid, you know, uh, fucking, you know, turnovers. I mean, you're able to do the play action. You're able to, to utilize your weapons. Like, I mean, I, it's just, it's just the bottom line. It's football. Like Dalvin cook is running like a maniac. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they're still a good team, but I have to see more. Yeah, the, imagine that like the, the first few weeks of the season, they just outright refused to run the football enough and you get Dalvin cook involved and suddenly things are working again. The run game is clicking. Justin Jefferson's able to to get some attention off of him. Um, so that right there, that that is actually an adjustment right there, coaching wise. That is promising. Um, as Paul as Paul says, discipline and coaching so far. Yeah, th these are things where it shows they're a good team. I think they're a playoff team, but I also agree with Nick. I think that they have some weak wins. Granted, you have to win the games on your schedule, and that just shows that they are some type of good here. I don't think they're great, though. I don't think they're great until proven otherwise. And this defense is Swiss cheese, 28th ranked pass defense. So actually, I think, I think that this game right here actually is a really good test for them. Like if they win, if they win convincingly here, it's going to go a long way in the NFL circles. They have to win this game convincingly. They they still have to win it, obviously. I mean, but if, they I win it, if they win it convincingly. It's a, it's a huge selling point to say you're six and one and you just blew out a team that's supposedly very good offensively that should be able to put up points on you. Like this is a true test for their defense um, given the way the Cardinals played last week. And also, I mean, 
you know, Kirk Cousins too. The, the Cardinals have been able to force turnovers. So if Kirk Cousins can play clean here, this is another one. It can go a long way into dispelling the notion that they're not legit. I think they are legit to an extent. They're just not elite. They're like, they probably will win the division at this point, but they're not, they, they can't compete with the Eagles right now. They're not even close in my opinion. Well, no, I actually agree there. The one thing though, that I would say to kind of counter that is like, I don't understand how the whole, like, um, you were saying that what, like they need to, they need to win convincingly. Excuse me. I lost my train of thought. But my thing is, is like, they should win convincingly, but not because the Cardinals are a good team. They should win convincingly because they're six and one and the Cardinals are three and four. So like, to me, I don't understand how that would go a long way by beating them. Because most people, most people, unlike you two actually think the Cardinals are very talented and underachieving. There's a lot of people that still had them in the playoffs this year, and they're coming well, off of people, an 11 win season. A lot of people, a lot of people are, are smoking wet, and that's okay. But guess what? They're still right in the division race, so you have to at least acknowledge the point that they are a talented team. Yeah, they are a very flawed but talented team. And the thing is, is the reason why they need a convincing win somewhere on this schedule, somewhere where they just look the part, is simply because look, they they've played, they've beaten. Uh, a combination of Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. They beat uh, Andy Dalton in his first game in New Orleans. Before, it was like, okay, he actually looks good in this offense. This was in London, uh, and they were clearly the better team, and they they almost lost that game. Chicago Bears, they were losing that game. It took a, a miracle in the end. They should have lost that game, but they, they won it because of what you said. They are a disciplined team, and – they obviously have figured out a way to win games, which is crucial. If you want to win, you have to find ways to win games like that where you're losing even to bad teams. So credit to them there, but it would just go a long way if they could convince some people here. I'm not ready to fully buy in on this team outside of winning the division until until I see it. I'm with Nick. I, I, I've not seen it. And I'm the biggest – No, everyone knows Dalvin Cook is my guy. I'm the biggest Dalvin Cook guy on the planet – Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I have not seen it yet, and I, there's too much talent on this offense for me to only see, you know, mid twenties in games like this. I, I want to see them go out and put up a thirty pointer where they, they just click, and then I don't got to even worry about the defense. I want the offense to look this way too. I want the offense to convince me too. But yeah, we got to pick the game, guys. We got to actually pick the game. We're gonna pick up some pace here too. So. What are you guys thinking here? Who's winning this game? I got the Vikings both ways. I think they're better right. than them on offense, and I think they're better than them on defense. Aries. Uh, I'm going to fade that. I think uh, the Cardinals win these kind of stupid, weird last, uh, you know, last second games. You know, just playing Madden with with Kyler. I, I, I can see it happening again. I'm I'm actually going to take the Cardinals here. Um, and it's just a hunch for me. Like, I, I, I think the Vikings need to come back down to earth a little bit. And I think this is the game. Uh, the Cardinals have a tough schedule. Like I said earlier, um, they need to win more than the Vikings. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going with Arizona as well. I'd be willing to bet you on it too, Paul. But first, Kirk Cousins off a bye in his career. Two and five against the spread. And then on extended rest in his career, 9-16 straight up, 7-18 and 18 against the spread. Kirk Cousins has not been good with extended rest. Give me the Arizona Cardinals building on something. 
um, with some momentum coming off a of Thursday night and some extended rest for them as well. We will see. I'll take that. Bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shake it through the screen. There you go. We got a deal. All right. <laughs> Billy Phil, we're ready to go. That's real head ass, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Guys, you're not going to believe this. The only two teams with a winning record facing off this week <laughs> are the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, minus three at home. I kid you not, this is actually real life. This is reality, okay? So, the public has not bought in on both of these teams yet. It's pretty obvious. Like, everyone's still wondering if they're legit. Who... Well, first of all, the Giants traded Kadarius Tony today, in case you missed it. But we don't have to go too deep into that. Um, decent compensation. But well, they didn't need him. Sorry. Yeah, they don't throw the ball. Well, he, he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't playing, yeah. so they don't need yeah. him. Yeah, so they actually got some pretty decent compensation there. But um, what do you think? Like, what has to be done for these teams to be considered legit? Like, what has to happen? Is it going to happen in this game, or does it have to be like further down the line? Like, what what do you have to see from them to believe? Uh, for me, for the the Seahawks, nobody's ever really going to buy into them until they're like nine and three or nine and four or something like that. <laughs> I just don't think anyone will ever buy into the Geno Smith led Seahawks, and now they're missing DK Metcalf. I mean, look, if they go on a three four game win streak without DK, if he's not there, then you gotta you gotta say something. Um, but as far as the Giants, you, you have to believe in them. They win close games. Brian Dable is squeezing all of the juice out of Daniel Jones. And it's and the big thing for Daniel Jones this year. Whoa. Man. Well, excuse me. Pardon me. The big, thing for me. the big thing with Daniel Jones this year is he's not turning the ball over. That's Daniel Jones' issue. He was good for a fumble and an interception every single game. And he's not doing that now. And you have Saquon Barkley back and healthy. And they're just the, – the Giants are a good team. They're a well-coached team. So, Mike, honestly, you know what the Giants remind me of? Uh, with, with albeit less star power, they kind of feel like the Vikings right now where they've just been – they've been cruising. I actually think that Brian Dable has been coaching better, but that's besides the point. The point I is that they, they, they've been stabilizing forces behind the team's turnaround, and they, too, have only lost one game. So – well, the Giants honestly have more impressive wins than the Vikings. Yeah. I still think the Vikings are better because they have more skill players. Agreed. Agreed. But the Giants have very impressive wins. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed with both points. They just kind of feel similar because, like, they just don't make mistakes. They don't make mistakes. So, like, I, I think that to an extent you have to respect both of these teams. I just don't know if a win in this game is going to do it for me. Like, I don't know. I mean, if they're seven and one, you have to you have to respect them. Their season win total for over and under was seven wins, and they're going to have it in the first eight games. It ain't yeah. going to happen, bro. It ain't going. It ain't going to happen. I give can't me, wait to give hear me this. the Seahawks all day. They're telling you, Damn. I'm giving you the Giants, who are six and one, and I'm giving you three points against the Seahawks without DK Metcalf, and they're underdogs. Come on, bro. Seahawks this, are home. I don't care exactly, and that's why I like the Seahawks in this game. That crowd's going to be rocking. It's a and perfectly rolling. priced. Uh, line. No, it's not, bro. No, it's not. 
if, if a six and one team should not be a three point dog, a well, six here's and the thing. one team with, with quality wins should not be a three point dog against Seattle without their best wide receiver. It just doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing. I am going Seattle. I'm going Seattle minus three. I'm not even thinking about it. Geno Smith has been balling. <laughs> Kenneth Walker has been going crazy. They're going to run the football. They're going to go deep to Tyler Lockett, and they're going to utilize their tight ends. I love Seattle in this game. Um, that crowd is going to be loud. They know what's at stake. They know the Giants are coming in. They're six and one. The crowd's going to be fired up. I love the Seahawks in this spot. That's why I am taking the Seahawks, and I'm not even thinking twice about it. Take the Seahawks. Yeah, and you know what? The thing is, though, the Giants Wait. enjoy this script. The Giants, as underdogs this year, six and one straight up and against the spread. The Giants love being the underdog. So I'll give them some real respect there. I'm with Nick, though. I do have the Seahawks here, um, quite simply because I just think that they're a stronger team at this point. Um, and the one thing that was a glaring issue with this team was their defense, which has quietly turned it around the last couple weeks and by every metric by the way their offense ranks higher their passing offense ranks higher their rushing offense is is one spot less the overall defense is eight spots better uh the run defense is seven spots better the pass defense is six spots worse though but that's the thing is their pass defense that their young corners the past two weeks have looked like they've grown immensely pause but like <laughs> they they have figured it out a little bit uh Tariq Woolen in particular has been outstanding so I am going with the Seahawks but I would not be surprised one bit if the Giants win this game I think what it's going to come down to is if the Seahawks jump out to a lead in this game the Giants will have a harder time winning I think if the Seahawks build a lead with the offense playing the way it is they're going to be hard to beat here especially at home so that's what I'm expecting I expect them to jump out to a lead yeah, I agree. You guys are both wrong, but I, I, great, great answers. <laughs> well, you want to bet on this one? I'm not betting on Daniel Jones and and the C. I, I got Geno Smith. Wait, bro. you got you I got really the got Giants, Mike? Well, I, I have the Giants. Yeah, I got Will Disley. He's heat. I'm out here. Will Disley's <laughs> the man. <laughs> oh, so, actually, quick question before we advance past this these two teams, guys. The quarterbacks here. I mean. Look, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, they've they've played very well so far this year. Have they done enough at this point to maybe secure themselves in another year, perhaps, with these teams? Albeit an extension, maybe a franchise tag. Like, do you think that we're at the point where they might have actually earned sort of a commitment? Daniel Jones will definitely be the quarterback for the Giants next year. Mistake, but go ahead. That's all I got to say. He will be the quarterback. I know. It's a mistake. Yeah, I know. I do. I I, I believe that. I know you do. But I think Geno Smith deserves it. If, if they make the playoffs, they yeah, he should absolutely deserve it. They, uh, Seattle uh, was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. And the Giants weren't? I mean, the Giants, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. But they have more talent than the Seahawks. Uh, that is absolutely capped. They don't have any wide receivers. Who? The Giants. That's it? That's all you're going by? There's wide receivers? Yeah. They got Saquon Barkley. They do have Saquon Barkley. You have Kenneth Walker. You have Tyler Lockett. You had DK Metcalf. They had Kadarius Toney. They got Wanda. They just Robinson. traded him. Wanda, well, I'm saying they had him. I'm he saying they play. were still talented. They were just as talented. They have Kenny Galladay, Buns, Kadarius Toney when he was there, 
buns. He didn't play at all. Wandale Robinson's pretty good. He is pretty Barry good. I actually Slayton's like pretty him. good. I like Slayton. Yeah, I mean, but, like, yeah, they're they're not like top name receivers, but that doesn't make them not good or formidable. I mean, they're not compared to DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Thank you. But what I'm saying is, they still had talent. It wasn't like they were like they they were like they were scrambling. mid. Yeah, they were mid. Yo, Galladay's so, mid, yeah. But Kadarius Tony ain't mid. Galladay ain't mid. He's trash. Kadarius Tony's not mid. He just, he was just hurt, and then and then things went you know out of whack with the yeah. Giants, and you know that happens. But I, I don't think their talent level was 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 terrible on the outside on, on the receivers. I just don't. Yeah, I mean it's not even their style anyway. They've been a running football team, and Daniel Jones included runs the football hundred yard game last week. But uh, I actually think this is the best case scenario for both teams because. Um, I think that the franchise tag is not the worst idea when you think about two teams that have cap space and maybe drafting a rookie quarterback. Why mm. not have that bridge guy already in place and you can easily either trade him by doing that or you have him for another year and then maybe consider moving him at a later date or you just let him go, plain and simple. Um, one way or the other, I think that just at least it offers them flexibility and, and both of these teams, quite frankly, needed that more than anybody. We were thinking these might be the two worst quarterback teams going into the season, and now suddenly it's looking like a positive for them to at least have options. So we'll see. We'll see, guys. Well, Real I'm quick, yesterday to the Giants. What happened, what's going to happen is they're going to sputter at some point. They're going to go on the losing streak, and then everybody in New York is going to want Daniel Jones' head. It's possible. It is possible. It's true. The tablets um, are gonna be hor- they're, they're, they're gonna be insane once once they go off the rails. I, 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 I'm not a believer in the Giants. I'm just not. I'm the only, quick, I mean, I, I, a lot of people believe in them. I just I can't I can't get there. I want to see more from them too, but I will respect I will respect where they are. And the NFC sucks. So, um, but long term, guys, does Saquon Barkley deserve a long term contract? Just simple yes or no. Honestly, do you think he deserves a long term contract from the Giants? Has he done yes. enough to, to do that? Yes. Okay. I agree. I mean, at least a couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, does he deserve it? Yes. But should they do it? That's a whole other discussion. There you go. All right. Next up. This one's going to be quicker. Okay. Philly Phil, real quick. Give us a quickie. All right. I like that, actually. Actually, I kind of want to do the next game, next two games on this pace right here. All right. Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. All right. Mac Jones is starting. We already know. All right. The Jets without Brees Hall and Olivera Tucker. First game without him. All right. Will Bill yank Mac Jones if he struggles again in this game? That's the only question I want to ask before we ask for the actual picks. Uh, I, I, I hope not. Because it's not fair to Mac Jones. I know I like to uh, bag on him a lot, but don't do that. Let him play the full game. I, I, you can't come in there and have him play a series and take him out. Like, it, it's it's crazy. It's messing with his confidence. I don't know what's going on with them. So, <laughs> give me – I'm taking the Jets because I don't know what the hell is going on with the Patriots. I, I won't put it past Bill at all again to yank him. I just – I don't think he should. I think he needs to ride and die with one guy in, in one game, and you can decide the next game if you want to switch again. But give me the Jets, too. I think they find a way here to pull off an upset as the home dog. I just think that they've played much better football at this point. 
I disagree with the both of you. I'm taking the Patriots minus two and a half. And I think uh, Mac Jones is going to bounce back this week. I feel like he's he's had he, he's had championship level kind of uh, quarterback. You know what I mean? You saw it in college when he when he when he uh, won the national championship. He has he has that pedigree to him. And I think he's going to bounce back here. Um, I know he's got a lot of pressure on him. It's really unfair for him. I mean, just the whole circumstance is crazy. The guy went to the Pro Bowl made the playoffs and all of a sudden Bailey Zapp comes here and a fourth round pick wins two games. And, and then, and now, you know, everybody's booing Mac Jones and calling him, you know, he sucks this, that, but they weren't saying that last year when he was balling out. I mean, he got hurt. So what did you want him to do? It happens. You know what I mean? Just let him get in the groove. I, he's your leader. He's your guy. He's the, you spent a first round draft pick on him. Don't quit on him yet. I, I and, and the, the Patriots don't have a reason to quit on him. So for me, it's Mac Jones. Let him play the entire game. I think the Patriots will win this game. Him and Bill don't vibe. That's what I'm getting out of all this. Not many people vibe with Bill. Something's Not off. at the moment. But guys, next up, next up, all right, Sunday night football. Packers at Bills. Bills by 11 and a half so far, okay? Largest <clears throat> underdog spread in Aaron Rodgers' career. Do the Packers stand a chance with the Bills coming off the bye and they've been so good? Tell me your picks. <laughs> They do, and I'm taking the Packers in the upset. Whoa! You. That is wild. I'm bro. telling you, I got a hunch. Oh, I'm stunned. I have a hunch. Look, Aaron Rodgers been getting bullied uh, all week in the wow. media. I think he's – sometimes it comes off the wrong way, but what he's saying is the truth. And if people, if people are missing reads and making mental errors, you got to put other people in the game. But I think that that could resonate within the locker room. It could help them. Um, nobody in the world is going to give them a chance. Every single sports better, every single network, every single news outlet, everybody is going to be on the bills. And it's not that easy. If Aaron Rodgers is that dude, <laughs> he needs to come out and gather his guys and go win this game. And I think he can do it. And I'm picking him to do it wow. because when it looks too easy, wow. I, I don't like it. I'm stunned. I got the bills both ways. I'm not, <laughs> not even listen the Packers make that inevitable trade which for some reason they are so reluctant to do I, I'm not, I, they need to shake things up a little bit they're stubborn as fuck okay, I got the Bills both ways I got the Bills both ways and I'm a Packer believer here I'm stunned I'm right now I got, the, I got the Bills to win by two scores theories Pauls, I love you but you're really shot out this is no chance in hell. If you think Aaron Rodgers is not on the same page with his wide receivers, you think they're going to be on the same page at Loud Ass Stadium in Buffalo? No shot in hell. <clears throat> Sunday night football, it is going to be madness in Buffalo. They are going to be loud. It's going to be very difficult for Green Bay to even move the football. And Alan Lazard, his best wide receivers out, they are doomed. Okay. They're doomed. And I'll bet you right now that Buffalo wins. Nah, I'm not doing that. I, 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 you shouldn't. That's an easy ass <laughs> bet. You shouldn't. That's an easy ass bet for you. I, you shouldn't. Well, I, I, I believe in Aaron. Offer the game on the spread. The no, I'm not doing that. Because I do money lines for money lines. I I, I, I don't bet spreads. I, got it. I know. Oh, it's Nick. okay. It's fair. It's fair. The, the bills. Nick, do you have the bills both ways? Yeah, I got the bills both ways. The bills are such a dominant team. They are coming off a bye. Mm -hmm. They're fresh. They're healthy. They are going to smack Green Bay. <laughs> they are going to smack Green Bay okay. Saints, bro. Well, that's Green Bay. Let's leave it at that. He had, they have not played well, and you could tell they're not on the same page. 
At least the Bucks have Godwin and Evans. They have nothing, bro. They got Romeo fucking Dobbs. Romeo's coming. Yeah, Romeo ain't coming nowhere. He's coming. I like the spot. I like the spot. It's a mismatch. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's I'm not. sorry. I'm sorry. I really I'm like, sorry. I like the spot too, but guess what? I like the spot for the Bucks, and I still went Ravens, and I'm doing the same thing here. I'm I'm going with the superior team until proven otherwise. And I love I really I was in on the Packers. I'm not saying I'm out, but show me. Show me, Aaron. I'm calling you out. You'll All see right. Sunday but, at about eleven thirty. But like here's the thing. The Bucks were a double digit uh favorite against the Steelers and lost. But the Bucks weren't playing that well to be a double digit favorite. The Bills have blown anybody out they have won against. Like they are they're a powerhouse, bro. We'll see. And, All right. And, and it's gonna be it's really easy once they get smacked because it's gonna be a lot of rumors. Aaron Rodgers is, he, he might be checked out. He's gonna be throwing his teammates under the bus like he did this week again. And it's just it's just it's and what happens when they win? They're not gonna win. That's why I'm. I'm what happens that. when they win? They I'll bet that. you right now. Actually, that's how confident right. I am. They're gonna win. Go. I'll give you that. Because wow. I know they're gonna win. Okay. I believe. Wow. It. I want a chicken Caesar, by the way. Absolutely. Was, you want extra dressing? Now nah, I want it on the side. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. It would go a long way for them though if they do pull this off and maybe make the improbable move. We'll see. Next up. 49ers minus one and a half road favorite at the division rival Rams. Everybody knows the 49ers have owned them. Okay. But the Rams are coming off of a bye. Maybe they could shuffle around the offensive line a bit. Uh, who knows with Joe Nopoom out, but their center Brian Allen's coming back. Okay. CMC gets another week to learn the 49ers scheme though. So something's got to give here. Who is winning this game? This is crucial for the division race. Crucial. I'm taking I'm taking the Rams coming out of their bye. I know that Shanahan has owned McVay uh, typically in the regular season. Jimmy G's not playing that well, and I I still like I can't believe the Rams are that bad. I really can't, and I think a lot of Jimmy G's issues is he had no training camp, no off season. He was practicing running laps by himself in the end zone. So like that's where I think a lot of the miscues are coming from. So I'm going with the Rams. Wait here, Nick. Actually, I gotta I gotta answer this. All right. Ahead, I was man. doing the same thing as you, Mike. I was thinking, all right, emotions come out of buy. It's a must win for the Super Bowl champs. And I was just I was thinking, all right, this might be one where I just go with, with my heart here. But you know what? They showed me not a damn thing. Jimmy G stinks, but the 49ers offense will, will still be able to football. Okay, and they still have enough playmakers around him to be able to put up just enough points. What I am convinced of, though, is the 49ers, after getting embarrassed, their defense is going to have a field day with this offensive line because I've just not seen it. And Matthew Stafford has also stunk. Not all his fault. Yes. But they can't take any of the pressure off him because they can't run the football. And their defense has also stunk. So, again, it's another one. I am going with the team that has actually shown me something. They're imperfect. Jimmy G stinks, but they have shown me something. They have a formula that works for them, and it's worked against this team. Give me the 49ers on uh, both ways, and I changed my mind with this one earlier today. Literally, I was with the Rams till last night. I'm with you. I got, I got, I got, I got the Niners. I think, I think Shannon Hayne just has the Rams number. 
It's the weirdest thing. They they have beaten the Rams convincingly too, and and I just think Debo's gonna have a big game. I know he's he's a little he's a little gimpy, right? Yeah, he might not even play right now. Really? He hasn't practiced. Well, that hurts. <laughs> if he I don't know play, yet. That hurts. But we've, I still, we've not gotten I that indication like yet, Nick. I still he's like not we'll not that indication. Well, I like their defense. I think their defense is better. I think their defense is really good. I think they could stop the Rams. The Rams have been dysfunctional. Um, it's either Cooper Cup or bust. They they have nothing else. They can't run the football. If you can't run the football, you're done. And that's exactly what's going to happen in this game. I think Jimmy G is going to manage the game, and I think it's going to be a close battle. I think I think the Niners win by three. All right. Here we go. So now, Philly Phil, one more time, all right? One more time, and, and we are going to go through the rest of the games here, okay? One more time. I already did. There he is. Oh, I hear you. Money line and spread games for the rest of week eight. All right. Denver at Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus two and a half. The game is in London, 9.30 a.m. All right. Who you got? So initially, I liked the Broncos in this game because I thought they would come out and play for Hackett. Um, and then, because uh, they said he was coaching for his job. Then I heard about Cornball doing high <laughs> knees and working out on the plane when his team was trying to rest. And this guy, I don't know what's going on with him. He was always corny, but he's becoming cringy. And I don't, it's all, it seems like it's all about him, all eyes on me. And I don't understand, like, I don't understand where this guy came from. I'm going with the Jaguars because I, I he's making Those it ways. hard to, he's making it hard to root for him. He really Those is. Ways, Mike? Yes. All right. Theories. I got the Jaguars too. I have no confidence in the Broncos. Uh, I can't remember Russ being this corny. I, I'm serious. I, I I I know like we've talked about it in our group chat, but like I, there hasn't like, can you name me one thing that he's done in Seattle that was actually like like extremely corny? But like he's Everything. now. In the, go ahead. <laughs> Everything literally. Like what though? But I like swear what? It. I swear. But like what? Name one thing. What stands out? Like in five years from now, I'm gonna be like, yo, Russell Wilson was doing high knees in his little plane. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna remember that. But like, did he do anything corny that we like anybody can remember? I can't remember him being this corny, bro. Well, he was corny when he ran the two minute drills by himself up and down the field. Yeah, but that that's something I could that's something I could point to. But doing high knees today? in the middle of the plane when your team is sleeping is a whole nother level of corny. Yeah, I mean, he was fake high-fiving the fans when he was entering the stadium. Yeah, I forgot about that. I know, but, like, he's never done that in the spotlight. So, like, to me, it's like, what happened? Like, what happened? Right. He was never this corny. I, I'm sorry. I just don't think it. I I, I don't believe that. Um, I feel like this is, like, <laughs> you missed it. I feel like this is all, like, an act, man. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I just, I don't understand. I can't bet on this dude. I'm taking the Jags outright, and it's not close. I'm sorry. I have no confidence in the Broncos. I think their ass. I think their head coach stinks. <laughs> I think their head coach is horrible. He's the worst coach in the league. I don't think he has a grip on that team. I don't think he knows how to use his weapons. I don't think he knows how to coach. I don't think he knows clock management. I don't think he knows anything. You Honestly. can just say he blows. I, well, That's I did, a lot. It's I did, a lot. But I'm giving yeah, the reason you covered all bases. <laughs> yeah, I have to cover my bases. I'm telling you why he sucks, and he sucks. He yeah, sucks. Nobody. Nobody would love to see him fired after this game more than me. I want them to lose so badly in this game. I know it would kill their season. I want them to lose so badly because I have had enough. I don't want to see it anymore. Tired of it. Um, Russell Wilson also, you guys know I love him. He's always been this corny guy. 
I promise you that 100% only because I do love the guy and he's my guy. He's always been this corny. It's actually – it's always been cringy. This is why Richard Sherman hates him, okay? It's not just him. Former teammates, they all say it. He's cringy as fuck. That said, I think he's been full of himself going into this year. I think he needs to be humbled. I hope he has been. I'm not saying his season his season's over. Hackett, though, might be done either way here. They could win this game, and I still think this. You know, they leaked it. He could be getting fired no matter what happens here. Real chance. Leave him. Leave him in London. Leave him there. Okay. Leave but here's, him what in well, here's what I'm going to say, though. Yeah, that's the title. hundred percent. Leave him in London is insane. I got a lot of catchphrases tonight. Apparently, uh, that's but crazy as hell. Here's the thing. Leave him in London. That's crazy, fam. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, though, guys. The thing is, is that the Jags have not seen a defense like this, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle. Um, so I'm going Denver, and I hope it's an, a very ugly win so that he still gets fired. I, I think it really is going to come down to the defense here. Really. I'll be contrarian, honestly. I, I would love to see Dougie P win here. I would love it. Okay? Next up, we have... The Panthers, fresh off the win at the Bucks versus the Falcons, fresh off their first loss against the spread. Falcons minus four. Who you got? I'm taking the Panthers to to win. I I I am. I really am. I don't really have a feel. I don't really have a feel for this game to be honest. The only thing that's it's like, why are the Falcons four point favorites? They're better. I don't think. I mean, I guess, but I, I'm not. I'm not in on that, bro. I'm not in on the Falcons. They're better, but by how much? By four points. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. The Falcons both ways. They're good. Give me the Panthers. They're tough. They're, they're not they're, good. They're tough. They're I tough. almost switched this one. I have the Falcons with the Panthers covering the spread. Um, give credit to P.J. Walker and the running game. They actually look competent. They look they like did. a competent football team. I think there's major upset potential, but I'm not ready to say it because the Falcons have actually been pretty good. The record may not indicate it, but they've been a pretty good team. So I'll take them to win the game. Panthers on the spread. All right. Bears fresh off their upset victory of the Patriots. Bears at Cowboys. Dak is back. Dak won his first game. Dallas favored by nine and a half. Who you got? Give me the Cowboys both ways. That defense is going to get to Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm there, too, with you, Mike. Emotional letdown. They're coming back here. They might compete a little bit, but I got Dallas both ways because I think they'll pull out in the end. Um, and also, low-key, I love that Zeke might be out this game, actually likely to be out, and I would love to see Tony Pollard just go off. I would hate to see it for the NFC East and the Eagles, but Tony Pollard's going to have a huge game here. That's why they're going to separate, and the defense, of course. Dallas both ways. Yeah, I agree, especially when the uh, the Bears just traded away uh, Robert Quinn. It seems like it kind of, uh, you know, sinking feel. If, <laughs> yeah, it found its way in the locker room, and it, it's gonna it's gonna affect them. It it, it kind of you kind of just send a message to your team that you know we're a fire sale. You know we're kind of trying to rebuild here uh, through the draft. Uh, I think the Cowboys, you know. They're, they're, they're just way better than them. I think Justin Fields is going to have a long day. Uh, Mika Parsons is going to be in that backfield the, the entire game. I think he's going to I think he's going to cause havoc. I think he's going to have at least two, three sacks in his game. Um, I love the Cowboys here. I'll take the Cowboys both ways. All right. Next up, Dolphins 
road favorite minus three and a half at the Lions. Lions fresh off the bye, and DeAndre Swift is going to play in this game, guys. Who you got? Uh, I like the Dolphins, and I'll take the Lions to cover because they just got blown out um, in back-to-back weeks uh, the last two times they played. The Dolphins are 4-0 with Tua. Dolphins are a good team. Tua looks good. And I think, you know, they're just – they're better coached right now. Theories. Man, I you know what? I was thinking the Dolphins because I'm thinking, okay, Tyreek Hill in a dome, that's unreal. Jalen Waddle in a dome, that's unreal. The speed is, is is unreal, right? But I'm taking the Lions. The knee biters. <laughs> I'm taking the Lions. I am. I I think this is the week the alert. Yeah, I think this is the week the Dolphins kind of get like somewhat back down to earth. Um, I like the Lions in the spot. I, I do. I think they're going to play hard for Dan Campbell. I, I, it's, it hasn't really been his fault. It's just been the defense. If they can hold the Dolphins and Amon Ra could stay healthy, because it seems like any time uh, Amon Ra is out of the game, their Lions they fall apart. Stink. They yeah. fall apart. It's like it's yeah. It, it is it is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I like I like the Lions in this game. Uh, DeAndre Swift is coming back. Uh, he's a beast, um, which is much needed by the way. And they're home. I like the I like the Lions in this spot. They're a more desperate team. Yeah, I think there's some upset potential here. I'm not going to lie to you, only because even though the team has won with two at quarterback, besides that fourth quarter in Baltimore, I, I've not seen enough consistency from that offense yet. I think that they need to be more explosive, and this is the perfect opportunity for them. Detroit's defense has been god-awful, so they 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 need to put up 30 points in this game. Two stats for you, though. Tua versus teams allowing 28-plus points per game. He is 1-5 against the spread. On the other side, Jared Goff ranks 116th since 2016, uh, since 2016 in money line as an underdog. But he's 20 and 19 against the spread as an underdog. So I'm going to go Dolphins to win. I'm going to go Detroit on the spread. Just like you, Mike. Cool. All right. Next up, we have the Raiders minus one and a half road favorite at the Saints. Saints confirm Andy Dalton is starting despite Jameis Winston being healthy. Who you got? I'm taking the Raiders uh, to win and cover the spread. Raiders are better. Um, I think they could start to, you know, hit their hit a start to begin to climb themselves out of the hole they dug themselves into. Saints stink. Dennis Allen stinks. Michael Thomas doesn't like to play football after he got paid. Been saying that since he got paid. Uh, Jarvis Landry's out again. Olave's a stud, but he's their only one. Um, Raiders can't lose to Juwan Johnson and Chris Olave. Can't happen. Theories, you're probably torn here, man. These are your teams. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. These are his teams, the man. Battle the God the is torn. It's not the battle of the butt. It's just the battle of, uh, well, the Saints just need a quarterback. If the Saints had a they're the stupidest team in, in, in the NFL, by the way, besides the Broncos. If they had if they had a quarterback, this team would be Super Bowl ready. Uh, shame on them, honestly. But I'm going the Raiders here. I think they're better. It's in a, it, the game's in a dome. They had better weapons. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute monster this season. Um, I expect him to go go off again. Even though the Saints' defense is pretty stout, but I th- they're just running the ball effectively. They teams know that they are running it, and it doesn't matter. He's been getting 150 yards a game. Uh, a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he looks like a new player to me. And then you got the wide receivers on the outside with, uh, you know, uh, Devontae Adams, of course, who, by the way, he actually missed practice back-to-back days due to the flu. Um, you know, 
apparently he's he he'll be he'll be he'll be ready to go on Sunday. But um, yeah, you got Devontae Adams, you got Renfro. I think Waller's a little bit questionable. I don't know if he's playing, but um, I, I like the I, I like the Raiders. I think I think they're on an uptick here. Uh, they won last week against against the Texans. I think this is where they you know they start to you know build momentum and uh, you know into the middle of the season, which they need to you know rattle off some wins because I think they're what they're almost dead last in the division. No, I'm sorry. They're two and four. Broncos are two and five. So they need this game. Um, you know, the Chiefs are five and two, but the Chargers are four and three. They're they're only uh, a game and a half behind them. So I think the Raiders need this win more. I, I actually, honestly, I think that these two teams to this point have been the exact same. To be honest with you, I know the Saints have all that town on defense, but the the biggest development for the Saints this season has been the defense has not played well at all. They've not been good lately, and I'm stunned because I think that that is the strength of the team. The offense, however, with Andy Dalton has looked good. I actually think it's a good thing they're starting him, and the Raiders' offense has been good because they figured out the formula. Josh Jacobs, kudos to him. Um, he has surprised everybody, including me, and that is the way they win games. They have to be able to run the football here. Um, I'm going Saints, though, guys. I'm going Saints to pull the upset. Derek Carr is the second least profitable road QB against the spread since 2017. That's 109th out of 110 quarterbacks. He's not been good on the road, and he's honestly just not played well this season. Right now, it's the Josh Jacobs show. It has nothing to do with Derek Carr. He just hasn't made enough mistakes. So both these offenses are kicking. Both of these defenses are sucking. Well, and I think he played well in Kansas City. Josh Jacobs is yeah, on the he tank. did have a good game there. He did, but it got spoiled because they blew That's it. A shame, yeah, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, actually did. He played well against so, the Cardinals too. He played great against Kansas City. So I think this has low key upset potential. Um, next up, we're at the four o'clock hour. We have the Titans minus two and a half at the Texans. Who you got? Titans both ways. Titans are that they are actually hitting their stride. Yeah, they're quietly. Yeah, you know, no, but I, here we go. I said this when we were talking about when uh, the divisions were winning. I was saying to him like the the Titans are just that well coached team that nobody talks about that just finds ways to win. Derrick Henry had thirty rushes last week. He's hitting his stride too. Derrick Reddy's ready to go. Um, that injury last year was a fluke. It just it happened. He stepped on the guy's cleat and hurt his foot. He came back and had twenty five carries in that playoff game. And he looked the same ever since. I'm with Pauls here. I'm taking the Titans. The Titans are quietly four and two. Nobody's talking about them. Um, I I I just think they're rolling right now. I think I think Rabel's got them boys playing for them. Um, I think Tannehill's you know a little iffy. I don't know if Malik Willis is playing or not. But if Malik Willis does play, it could be trouble for the Titans because I don't know if he's ready. But we have seen quarterbacks step in and, and make an impact. You know, I mean, look at Cooper Rush. He came in and won four games in a row. I mean, so I mean, just because they have their backup quarterback, that doesn't mean they're doomed. You know, it just means the next man up. You know, if he if he can keep them afloat, they'll be okay because their defense is playing really well. Um, I, I I just like the Titans this week. Yeah, I got the Titans too. I think that they're just they're just simply a better team. But I will say that Houston tends to keep games close, and Ryan Tannehill, even though his record, uh, he and Mike Vrabel, the record against the AFC South is phenomenal. 15 and three straight up, 12 and six against the spread. In games against the Texans, Tannehill has actually, his stats are not good against them. He still beats them, though. So that's important. Give me the Titans both ways. Next up, Washington Commanders at 
the Indianapolis Colts led by Sam Ellinger. All right. Backed up by Nick Foles. Matt Ryan is not suiting up. He probably will never suit up again due to money issues in the contract. He may even get cut. Stay tuned. He is not suiting up in this game. Just throwing that out there. All right. Who you got? And the line is Colts by three at home. I am going with Mr. Passion, Taylor Heineke, and the commanders get it done. Aries. Uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going the commanders here. Me too, guys. Um, I think that they'll actually be able to run the football here a little bit, and that's go- that's going to be the separator. The Colts, though, I do actually think their run game can get back on track now that they have the running quarterback in there in Sam Ellinger. So this is one we have to see what happens. How much does it change the offense? All right. Last one, guys. Monday night football. Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase. Confirmed Jamar Chase is now on the IR with a hip injury. Came out of nowhere, okay? Probably out four to six weeks. Bengals minus three and a half on the road against their division rival Cleveland. Uh, Bengals both ways. Cleveland stinks. Jacoby Brissett, the, the Jacoby Brissett show ended after uh, his few first games to start out the season and looked good like a backup does. The Jamar Chase loss is big, but T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd will fill in just fine. This has potential upset here written all over it. Jamar Chase being out uh, is T. Higgins a number one wide receiver. We're, we're, we're getting ready to find out. I think he I think he'll be fine, but I'm just saying there's still question marks there. The Browns can run the football. They can control the clock. If they could do that, they're going to win this football game. But I don't believe in them right now. I like the Bengals here both ways. Um, even though I think it is going to be a closer game than a lot of people think uh, because it's divisional. It's division game. It's on the road. Uh, I think the Bengals, you know, they're, they're hurt right now. But I think they'll get it done. Guys, believe it or not, this is Joe Burrow's first Monday night game of his career. Believe wow. it or not. Is okay. it really? It is. Yep. First career star on Monday Night Football. Um, and he's been so-so. He's been a mixed bag in night games, two and two straight up, three and one against the spread. Um, but the Bengals itself, as a team, they're 13-2 and two against the spread in the last 15. And Kevin Stefanski, though, on the, on the flip side, there is upset potential here. I agree with Nick. Stefanski, 7-7 seven, seven straight up, 3-11 and 11 against the spread against the AFC North division. I just think the Bengals kind of hit their stride. I don't, I don't think that they're going to uh, be held back here, but I think they will. it will be a close game. The Browns literally are a couple of bounces away from being a four-win team and a whole different narrative. Agreed. They need uh, an obvious change at quarterback, but they hang in games because they are loaded with talent besides at that position. So I am going with the Bengals both ways, but – I think we'll actually see a good game. I think it'll be a fun one. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. All right? We sped through those last 10 or so games. Um, the game tonight is still going on right now. I believe the Bucks still have the lead last time I heard from the audience. But 10-3. There you go. 10-3. So, go back to watching the game. But otherwise, next episode is Tuesday, 8 p.m., Week 8 Recap. Okay? Episode 117 of Psychotic and Iconic brought to you by Playmaker and PrizePix Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Also, we were live tonight at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. 
where you need to go and subscribe to our show and keep up with all of the best football coverage around. All right? No one is covering everything like us. Last but not least, what do we wear here? Fantastic fabric. Come get yours today. There you go. IPP Pressworks. Go ahead, Paul. Show off your T-shirt. The hell of a T-shirt. IPP Pressworks. Curry Hill, New Jersey. If you need P&I merch, DM us for pricing and details. We will take care of you. Otherwise, everybody enjoy Week 8 football. Nick Theories, do your thing. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other caca. <laughs> also, follow us on all of our socials. You do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PI, baby. Enjoy week eight. <laughs>